Bill? I'm in a crooning mood. I'm in a crooning mood right now. Hold on. Uh-oh, look out. Hold on for one second. Bewitched, bothered, and bewildered. Am I? Bill, how the hell are you? It's good to see you. <laughs> you still got it. My buddy, my pal, my partner. <laughs> you out, still got it. Out there in California, me sitting here in Florida. We're miles apart, but yet we're together again. Through the, through the miracle of Skype. Through the miracle of Skype and the miracle of our ability to still be alive. Together again, my tears have stopped falling. Those long, lonely nights have come to an end. Yeah, baby, I'm ready to hit the road. You ready? You ready to hit the road? Why not? We're going to have to go out there and meet our uh, meet meet the the royalty that allow us to do these. Uh, well, I would love that. Podcasts. I would love that. We're you gonna, know, I mean, uh, get get out of this isolation. We're inevitably going to going to have to do that. But, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, it is another episode of Put on a Stack of Forty Five, the program that presents a forty five RPM recording of note, and uh, Doctor Mesnick and I. <laughs> We're talking about Bill Cosby and how Bill Cosby liked to refer to himself as doctor, wherein I'm thinking I'm as much of a doctor as Bill Cosby. But ladies and gentlemen, it's a story for another day. My partner Bill and I, we try to bring you a 45 RPM, a song, a recording, an artist of note, something that you can sink your teeth into, whether it be nostalgically, poetically, however you desire. And we are going to fill a void for a brief period of time and remind you that love is wonderful the second time around. I can't stop myself. Oh, you're in a jovial mood, aren't uh, you? You know what it is? It's this new thing. Uh, it's called amphetamine. What's it called? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm trying it out. What do you think? That seems to be working for it's you. It's working well. You yes. have a, Your face is glowing. I drink no caffeine. I drink uh, water and a little juice. This is all natural. So can you imagine... If I went back to the days of attempting to alter my persona, what that I would be too do. much. It would be too much. Much too much. It's much too much for you as it is. Much too much. It's a much too much. Ladies and gentlemen, you know we're going to. You know, we deal with uh, different artists, and we deal with uh, a multitude of, of of a variety of beauty and a variety of sins, and some of it's elusive, but. Uh, we're going to be going home today. We're going to be going home with a gentleman by the name of Bob Lind. And Bob Lind, Bill, if you would, uh, could you give me a couple of bars of Mr. Lind's most famous composition? You might wake up some morning to the sound of something whistling past your window in the wind. Oh, I love it. I love it. You still got it, you know. You still got mm-hmm. it. Yeah, you still got it. Out on the blue horizon. Yeah, that's what I want. Come on. Come <laughs> and on. so on and so on. And but so we're on. not doing Elusive Butterfly of Love, although I thought that was going to be the one and done choice because it made it to number five and it was a monster hit. But you chose to go for the other side, Cheryl's Going Home on the World Pacific label. And from it, 1965. 19, what a year that was, 1965. Two years after the Kennedy assassination, 
couple of years prior to the death of Dr. Martin Luther King, we're right in the midst of something that is occurring musically that uh, uh, it's a a fascinating time between soul, folk, and uh, a variety of popular recordings. And here comes this magnificent uh, composition, beautifully crafted, arranged, with the magnificent string section and words that uh, lyrics just that just take you into another world in our city. yeah the string section was arranged by Jack Nitsche and uh, played by the Wrecking Crew, so he had uh, Bob Lind, young man from Colorado, came in and uh, had quite a nice uh, setup. Well, he was born in Baltimore, Maryland, and uh, but I guess he made his bones in a coffee house in Colorado. Uh, some years later, he did settle in Denver, yeah. Colorado, and that's where he became interested in folk music. Remember the term folk music? Folk. Some people like to say folk. Folk. Really hitting that L. I've never done that myself. No, that, n- n- neither have I, and for reasons that I think are self-explanatory. But um, he was a student at Western State College in Gunnison, Colorado. And as all great, uh, all of the greats who seek uh, higher plateau and greater wisdom and to follow their dreams, he gave up his studies to become a musician, the word every parent wants to hear, actor or musician. You should know something about that, right? A little bit. Pop, I want to be an actor. Okay, but how are you going to feed yourself? In 1965, he's with Liberty and Liberty, the label that gave us Jan and Dean, Liberty Records. Um, and this World, is a subsidiary, a subsidiary of Liberty called World Pacific. Precisely. And the thing about Elusive Butterfly, though, is it was not designed to be the A-side the A-side. Right, I mean, who would have thought that would have been a hit? An unlikely hit. Unlikely. The A-side was uh, supposed to be a song titled Cheryl's Going Home, which I had first heard by an artist named Adam Faith. The thunder cracks against the night dark explodes with the yellow light The railway sign is flashing bright The people stare but I don't care My flesh is cold against my bones And Cheryl's going home From the UK and it always stuck with me. I think it's uh I, I just think it's one of those songs that caught my attention and imagination. It's a very lonely, stark vision of someone who's losing their their love. And uh, I thought. Adam, and my my first encounter with it was with the Blues Project. <laughs> The dark explodes with yellow light 
The railroad sign is flashing bright The people stare but I don't care My flesh is cold against my bone And Cheryl's going home On their projections album, and which was a lot more rocking, which is much more rocking. And I, I, I had sent you an article about the Blues Project, and um, the yes, I found that really interesting. So they they are canonized as uh, Jewish uh, musicians. They were all Jewish: Steve Katz, Roy Blumenfeld, Danny Kalb, Al Cooper. Um, an interesting array of musicians. But the religion of rock supersedes the ethnicity, does it not? It does, but Jewish, Jewish, young Jewish men seeking the blues, as was historic in the 60s. I mean, the quest for mm-hmm. Corky, oh, sure. for Corky Siegel. Although to, Paul, Paul Butterfield and, was not, not Jewish. No, but Mike Bloomfield was. And um, you have a a variety of of, uh, Harvey Mandel, a variety of Jewish musicians seeking the holy grail of the blues. Um, And, of course, young men seeking the holy grail of folk music, as seemingly was the case with Mr. Lind. Um, I guess the attachment I wanted to make is Danny Kalb. Um, I would like to just devote... Uh, their version of Cheryl's Going Home, as well as everything that was performed in the career of Danny Cow, because Danny is very, very ill. And um, uh, requires all of the, uh, all the positive blessings that he can get from the fans that he has presented his gifts to over the years. A very influential uh, person in the... Uh and the ladder that we climb. Backed up Phil Oaks on all the news there's fit to sing. Mm-hmm. And uh, performed, of course, was a protege of the great Dave Van Ronk. And um, interesting, an, an interesting career of, uh, of his own. But back to Cheryl's Going Home, which was covered by Adam Faith, Sonny and Cher, John Otway, the Cascades, and many others. Interestingly enough, Bob Lynn's compositions uh, have been covered by more than 200 artists, including Glenn Campbell, Aretha Franklin, Dolly Parton, Eric Clapton, Nancy Sinatra, The Four Tops, Richie Havens, Hoyt Axton. Boots Randolph. Boots Randolph, Johnny Mathis, Gary Lewis and the Playboys, Petula Clark, Hoyt Axton. Did you say Hoyt Axton? I did. Say I think Hoyt you did. Lou Christie, another friend of yours. Lou Christie and the Kingston, the titles, the titles, and the Kingston Trail. So here's a career that is defined by uh, royalties. By royalties, yes, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> And as uh, someone else that I'm familiar with who is uh, speaking at this very moment, um, careers sometimes get interrupted by uh, 
by illness, and in the music industry, that illness is often is often related to alcohol and drug issues. And as myself, that's what interrupted Bob's career for a very long time. Um, and I must state that uh, he is a uh, a veteran of the sobriety wars, and uh, I congratulate him for his. Um, for his courage and his ability to come back from uh, an illness that many do not return from. Yeah, he, he um, in an interview, uh, he says that he's been sober since 77. It's pretty good. Oh, yeah. It's pretty good. So he's got me by uh, four years. And uh, it's quite, a, as I said to somebody, it is it is quite a ride, but it is a ticket that I am very grateful to have been awarded uh, for a variety of reasons. There are things you simply discover that you would not need to discover about yourself if you were not uh, either blessed or cursed with the disaster that is pending. Interesting way of, uh, of, of looking at it. But in 88, he moved to Florida. That's, that's hey, I moved to Florida. Yeah, you have a lot in common. Hey, look at that, right? And, and, and he uh, wrote five novels. Wrote five novels, an award-winning play and a screenplay titled Refuge, which won the Florida Screenwriters Competition in 1991. He was also, and you had pointed this out to me, which I find very, very funny. There is a tabloid called the Weekly World News, which has given us... Uh, Headlines such as, uh, who? What, what was it? The bit. The, well, the one, the famous one was that he uh, helped create was Bat Boy, the story of Bat Boy, the boy who was a bat. Yeah, he was the uh, staff writer for Weekly World News for eight years. <laughs> you got to have a sense of humor to write. Yeah, and that Bat Boy was turned into a musical, and then uh, yeah, had a hit run as a musical. Yes. Yeah. He's credited, he's credited as co-creator of that, along with a gentleman named Dick Culpa. Um, but I, I find it interesting that, that the man who wrote Butter, Elusive Butterfly of Love also had something to do with, uh, with Bat Boy. Yes, life is very varied and strange. Life is strange. Death is easy. Diamond's heart is full of mystery. When will I know where the swallows go? Tuli Kupferberg, 1967. Nice, like that. Tuli Kupferberg, 1967. Um, Tuli Kupferberg, of the Fugs. When are we doing the Fugs, by the way, Bill? When are we doing the Fugs? I'm ready. We Anytime have, you we want. We have to do the Fugs. It's long overdue. Long overdue. I've got my 45 RPM copy of Kill for Peace. Near our middle of very far east. Good. 
Exactly. Just, morning, morning. Yeah. I mean, I think it's there. Look, the Ed Sanders, truly Cooperberg story is just too generous a tale to tell and takes us back to our childhood and the famous Bayside High School concert. Absolutely. Right. That's a long time coming here. In 2009, a filmmaker named Paul Surratt completed a concert documentary DVD, and it was called Bob Lind Perspective. Um, if you can get a hold of this thing, it is a wondrous work and uh, gives you some insight into the talents of, uh, of Mr. Lind. In November of 2013, Bob was inducted into the Colorado Music Hall of Fame along with Judy Collins and the Serendipity Singers. Oh, the Serendipity Singers. The Serendipity Singers. I know you used to, I would say. Serendipity do. I'd say to you, Bill, look, we can go see Procol Harum at the Fillmore tonight or the Serendipity Singers are going to be at the bitter end. Where do you want to go? Uh, and the and Serendipity Singers we'd fight were about this. brilliantly, they were brilliantly parodied in the film A Mighty Wind. Yes, I was just kidding. Christopher Guest, A Mighty Wind. <laughs> and Bob was inducted into the Maryland Entertainment Hall of Fame on November 17th, 2019. We should have men- we should mention that he's got a new record that he's putting out. We sure on are. February the twenty fifth of this year. And would you would you grace us with the title of this recording? Yes, the uh, the title is something worse than loneliness. It's a great title, and it's it reminds me, of course, of John Prine's um, "The Sound of the Speed of Loneliness," or is it "The Speed of the Sound of Loneliness"? I always get the... You've broken the speed of the sound of loneliness. There we go, as recorded by John with, and of course, Nancy Griffith. Um, but uh, the profound nature of Mr. Lind persists. And uh, here's a... Uh, and he, claims, he claims, he assures us that he is better, getting better with age. Yeah, he feels very confident. 79 years Se- old. 79 years old, and he feels very confident. That's how old Danny Kalb is, incidentally. And uh, once again, the lottery of uh, genetics provides some of us with the opportunity for longer times to complete our work on this earth. And uh, uh, for Bob, he's quite fortunate to have the mental acuity and the confidence to still feel as if the best is yet to come. And very few of us at 79 have the ability to be able to say that due to misfortunes that can befall those who live a longer period of time. See, there's the doctor in me coming out once again, giving you... Well, you know, if he lives as long as Betty White, he'll live another 21 years, so... (laughs) Yes, you will. If he lives as I mean, long uh, as Betty, everything is relative. Betty White is now the standard, but we must take into consideration that George Burns too. George George Burns, but Betty missed the mark by fourteen days, which yes, is, which I still I, find I the one hundred. I'll that, give her the hundred. That one hundred. My mom is going to be ninety-seven on February the tenth. Getting close. Getting close. We're getting close, and she has promised us she's going to get to that one hundred. The Betty White thing just kind of, you know, was a was a major loss in in the sense that 
boy, you earn the right to say I'm 100 years old. What a chip. That's all I can say about it. It's okay. It's, you know, you can, you can cheat a little. Yeah, you can, <laughs> you can cheat. Bill's final word on the Grim Reaper <laughs> is you can cheat a little. It's kind of like, this is not, Bill, death is not like a diet. You, you, you go for, <laughs> well, you go for a certain number of calories. Uh, that would have, it well, would let's have been put nice. it this way. No matter how long you live, it's always too short. It's all, you know what? I guess so. Nobody but wants to go. In some cases, in some cases, you don't have, uh, of course, none of us have a choice. But uh, there are ages that are just hideous in thinking that you only get, you know, double. You, you, you don't get the time required to see the most beautiful things that we've had the opportunity to see in growing up. Um, it's a very strange world, and we should be kinder to each other than we are, shouldn't we, Bill? And I think maybe that's what elusive butterfly is really all about. Um, Let's do a doubleheader. Yeah, you think you think so? I think you're absolutely correct. You know why? Because each side is so prolific, and each side stands for something. So we're going to do. I can't get enough of that elusive butterfly. Let us let us now. Let me let me dust this off. Okay. Put it down here and ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Bob Lynn, the elusive butterfly of love. You might wake up some morning. To the sound of something moving past your window in the wind And if you're quick enough to rise You'll catch the fleeting glimpse of someone's fading shadow Out on the new horizon You may see the floating motion of a distant pair of wings and if the sleep has left your ears You might hear footsteps running through an open meadow Don't be concerned It will not harm you It's only me pursuing something I'm not sure of Across my dreams With nets of wonder I chase the bright elusive butterfly of love you might have heard my footsteps Echo softly in the distance Through the canyons of your mind I might have even called your name As I ran searching after something to believe in You might have seen me running Through the long abandoned ruins Of the dreams you left behind if you remember something there that glided past you Followed close by heavy breathing Don't be concerned, it will not harm you It's only me pursuing something I'm not sure of Across my dreams, with nets of wonder 
I chase the bright elusive butterfly of love Nets of wonder, I chase the bright elusive butterfly of love. Now, of course, my friend, that was designated as a B-side. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? No, it really, it really surprised everyone. Very interesting. My wife tells a story that um, she would be playing her children when they were very young, a variety of recordings that she adored when she was young. And of she would play things and they, ah, 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 as kids are prone to do, specifically with popular music. And then she would play Elusive Butterfly and suddenly their eyes lit up. And they, hmm. never, they never forgot it. They never forgot it, none of the kids. He tapped into something... Uh eternal there eternal and dreamlike and i think it's the dreamlike uh the depth of wonder it is there is a depth Mm -hmm. of wonder and another depth of wonder was the song that was designated as the uh, originally as the a-side and will eternally be in my soul uh i enjoyed the vocal stylings of mr adam faith i certainly loved the blues project I had nothing bad to say about Sonny Bono. So, ladies and gentlemen, in honor of all of the greats who came before, Cheryl's going home. The thunder cracks against the night The dark explodes with yellow light The railroad sign is flashing bright The people stare but I don't care My flesh is cold against my bones And Cheryl's going home Come hear me shouting through the To explain about the way I was today The whistle moans and I'm alone And Cheryl's going home Santa Rosa special down the line I'm running desperately behind There's only one thing on my mind The rain and tears are in my eyes The things I have to say will not be known And Cheryl's going home And Cheryl's going home
A wonderful idea, Bill. A wonderful idea. Oh, and a wonderful tribute. And yes, it it was it was it is a a marvelous thing to do to put these two songs uh, together for our listeners to appreciate. Thank you for that. I thank you for that, and I thank you for us uh, being able to go into the uh, the career of Mr. Lind. Um, I just wish to say that uh, this is a good man with a wonderful career and a fine uh, talent that very few artists of this particular age can fully understand because of the nature of the poetics involved in the time we grew up. You recite, when John Prine passed, and I know that hit you very, very deeply, and it hit me very, very deeply. I, when I hear some of Bob's work, I think of John, and I think of how songs were written with a certain poetry that no longer seems to be uh, admired. We want to thank you for joining us on this journey through the career of Bob Lind, albeit brief. There are many other things we could say about Bob. But I just want to say, Bob, thank you for your dedication, your devotion, your courage, your ability to have given others the courage to remain, uh, to get and remain sober, and to continue creating dynamic works of art. And... uh, You can't ask for more than that. Good, full life. Bill, I love you. I thank you very much for everything you do, including, of course, Captain Billy's Magic 8-Ball, which you're going to find every week on Dig This. And uh, our last episode, by the way, on Maria Moldor, was very, very popular. Oh, cool. And remains very popular. Now we're going to see how you do with an hour and a half of Black Sabbath. Um, All right. The name of the Black Sabbath album we're doing is? We Sold Our Soul for Rock and Roll. And we are playing it in high definition for you with Billy's narrative. The captain is going to uh, another A-track from his... I just offered him another 200. He said, I don't have room. And he has no more no, room. I, don't, I actually do not have any room. doesn't have any more room for A-tracks. But uh, we shall... Uh, we have plenty to utilize. And, of course, join us for another episode of Put on a Stack of 45s and our latest episode of The Splendid Boho Goes To. Where oh, that's going to be excellent. We award a character actor of note a special award for having made the film the film that it is. And we've got that all coming up, kids. So thank you very much. It has been a joy to be with you, and we will see you soon. And put on a stack of 45s. Later, baby. Later, baby. <laughs>